Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday, April 18th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Noah Osborne. Let's get into today's headlines. Today is the last day to file taxes. But if you haven't filed your 2022 taxes yet, there's no need to worry. Today's also the last day to file for an extension. Last year, a record 19 million people applied for an extension. That's according to the IRS. If you apply for an extension, you'll have until October 18th to file your taxes. But this does not mean you'll have more time to pay back the money you owe. So while the extension allows people more time to complete the tax forms, they will still have to pay the amount due to avoid any penalties. President Joe Biden is taking steps to improve access to child care. Today, the White House reported that Biden signed an executive order with more than 50 directives to improve child care access and benefits for caregivers. There are a few issues this executive order hopes to tackle, like affordable child care services for federal workers. That includes military families. The initiative will also lower costs for families that are part of the Child Care and Development Block Grant program that provides financial assistance to low-income families so that parents can receive child care while working or going to school. The overarching goal of the order is to expand access by increasing funding for resources like federal child care centers, subsidies, and contracts for care providers. This comes at a time where care workers are among the lowest paid employees in the country and child care prices are up 26 percent in the last decade. Biden says this will be a helpful investment in the care economy, along with the potential backing from Congress. New York Congressman George Santos has announced his 2024 bid for re-election. The embattled congressman made the announcement on Twitter yesterday and is certainly facing an uphill battle. That's right, Christina. With 100 days in office, Santos continues to face a bipartisan mountain of calls to resign over fabrications he made about both his professional and personal life. Today is Holocaust Remembrance Day, also known as Yom HaShoah. It's a day that commemorates the 6 million Jewish lives that were lost during the Nazi regime. In honor of this day, the National Conference of Synagogue Youth and the Orthodox Union opened the Hate Ends Now exhibit in Times Square. It's called The Cattle Car stepping in and out of darkness. It features a replica World War II cattle car, similar to those used to transport Jewish people to concentration camps. The display also commemorates the 80th anniversary of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. It was the largest Jewish uprising in German-occupied Poland. The Conference on Jewish Material Claims Against Germany also launched a new year-long digital campaign in honor of Yom HaShoah today. It's called Our Holocaust Story, A Pledge to Remember. It tells the stories of Holocaust survivors across the country. Tune in tomorrow to hear WFUV's Rosie Lenz talk to Holocaust survivor Sonia Klein about why it's important for future generations to learn about the Holocaust. East Harlem could soon be home for some of New York City's homeless youth. A partnership between Ali Forney Center and nonprofit developer Ascendant could result in the construction of a 32-unit dormitory-style complex building on East 106th Street. Mayor Adams, along with many housing advocates and experts, see this kind of housing as a potential solution to the city's homeless crisis, despite single-room occupancy buildings being outlawed in 1955. This was because the buildings fueled racist stereotypes as they became associated with crime and poverty. 
The potential project took its first step towards city approval last month. A full vote from Manhattan Community Board 11 will come next month. Plans to reopen the Lowe Boathouse in Central Park are setting sail. That's right, because if a proposed contract is approved, Central Park's iconic Boathouse Cafe and Restaurant will reopen in June under new ownership. The Boathouse closed last year and more than 100 workers were laid off. New Jersey is getting a new state holiday, and it is tougher than the rest. That's right, Christina. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy has declared September 23rd Bruce Springsteen Day. The date serves to recognize Springsteen for his gift of music and for lending his time to causes close to his heart. The date is also the boss's birthday. Welcome to paradise. Today in music history, Green Day was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2015. Also, in 1966, The Sound of Music won the Best Picture and Best Director Academy Awards. New York City is in full bloom with cherry blossoms popping up all throughout the five boroughs. WFUV's Taylor Massetta checked out the Central Park Conservancy's new cherry blossom tracker that shows the peak trees around the city. Spring has sprung in New York City, and its more than 1,700 parks are looking much pinker than usual. The cherry blossoms are in full bloom, bringing a bright pop of color to the big city. Peter Haupt is the tree care manager at the Central Park Conservancy. He told me a little about cherry blossoms' history in New York City. Some of the oldest specimens are along the east and west sides of the reservoir, and many of those, many of the older trees in those plantings were part of a gift from Japan in 1912, uh, where they sent 2,500 cherry trees to New York City uh, as a gift. Many of those uh, still exist along the reservoir and in a few other locations throughout the park, as well as New York City. This year, Central Park made it a lot easier for New Yorkers to find the prettiest trees. It's a digital, interactive version of their cherry blossom tracker. The park brought it online after the success of their virtual fall foliage tracker. So the cherry blossom tracker is intended to direct park visitors to the locations of the park where cherry blossoms are in their prime. Right here in the Bronx, the botanical gardens also have had a full slate of cherry blossoms on display. I stopped by on a sunny spring day and sat right under a Yoshino cherry tree. Nearly every passerby stopped to marvel at the blossoms. Melissa Finley is the curator of Woody Plants at the Garden. She says that it has been a great season so far for the cherry blossoms, thanks to the warm weather. Japanese flowering cherries tend to have a pretty um, reliable flowering period. So compared to something like lilacs or magnolias, um, which are a lot more temperamental and a lot, uh, they tend to be damaged by late frosts a lot easier. The cherries are slightly later, um, so we're less likely to have um, those kind of cold snaps or late frosts to damage them. Finley recommends going to see the trees soon, before peak bloom ends. She says that it is a quintessential part of spring. In Japan, they call it hanami, which is flower viewing. And people have been doing that since like the 700s. It's, it's been a, kind of a ceremonial practice that everyone kind of comes around there. They talk about the draw is that cherries are so beautiful, but also so fleeting. And that it's kind of a, you know, a metaphor for the ephemerality of life. 
And for New Yorkers, the cherry blossoms represent something special. We get this little gift of spring to see something um, beautiful in our otherwise sometimes harsh urban environment. Um, and it's beautiful and fleeting and that's powerful. If you want to check out Central Park's Cherry Blossom Tracker, visit their website centralparknyc.org slash cherry dash blossoms. It'll show you all of the spots at peak bloom throughout the park. I'm Taylor Massetta, WFUV News. That was WFUV's Taylor Massetta talking about New York City's charming cherry blossom trees. And that's our show for today. I'm Noah Osborne. And I'm Christina Lulich. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.